0: sardines and poke and b sigh oh no back yo what it be like
1: hey Becca
0: Becca 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 alright ladies and gentlemen it's time to get this party started we got a lot to talk about here in the sports world let's get her kicking
2: Championships, pumped for just so better than this. Just sit and relax a bit. We're talking the passing blitz. We're talking the jump is fresh. We're talking the pitch and miss. Clean space, kick space, You come to the right place. Be I don't need to see other shows. I'm straight. Cause they're not impressing me. I tune into legacy. Legacy fourth and goal and on the road. Legacy down three, three seconds to go. Legacy two out. Is loading legacy. legacy. Is that a mystery? You're tuning to legacy. Check the flag on the front of the Legacy. To a crowd who gets in the back. Legacy. 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 You want a legacy. You built a legacy. We're right now to the whole block Legacy. see. Now, the legacy maker sports podcast. Welcome, everybody. we about
0: to get this bad boy started. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to episode 147 of the Legacy Maker Sports Podcast here on WBLZsports.com and, of course, Facebook Live. Of course, with me as always, my partner in crime, the man, the myth, and the legend himself, Mr. Jeremiah Quimby. What is up, sir? Not
1: much, man.
0: Not a day. Not a day. Look, we tried to get the visual, y'all. We couldn't get the visual. We're going to figure it out, though. When we get that split screen, y'all going to be like, ooh. You know, so we gonna get that split screen going. But I uh, got to give love to our sponsors, Born Legend Entertainment, Frenemy 2, uh, The Last Days. Make sure you check that out on the U of Tube. Paparazzi and was by our girl, Mary Ashby. Mary! Mary. Mary. Uh, and i making lip gloss fun again with our girl, Becca Cottingham. Becca,
2: what is up? Love you, Becca? Love <laughs> <Hey>, you, Becca?
0: <laughs> All right, look, y'all. So got a lot to talk about today. But the first thing I got to just go ahead and take a giggle. Uh, right now is my um uh, my man william sable said that tyrod trade didn't really work out for me we are so sorry man <laughs> i know we had you know on a few fantasies ago he asked us about the trade i'm sorry that it didn't work out brother i'm so sorry my man talent in the building clemson baby woohoo repeat uh he's a burger has lost every bet this year to myself and i have him miami and miami and six ha 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 i will say one thing sir um I'll be honest with you. I don't know how they're the number two seed, but I understand the strength of their schedule at the beginning of the season, but we're going to let that one go and let the, the computers figure that one out. Ain't that right, Jay?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, I I don't know. It's just, it makes zero sense to have Clemson that high. If they're number four, that's fine, but not number two.
0: Yeah. I was very intrigued by myself. I think, I think four might've been a better spot for them, but we will see. We will definitely see how that goes down. We're going to talk a little uh, NCAA a little bit on in the show as we give you our predictions for our top five games uh, going on there. Now, um, it's been very interesting. You know, we're going to go ahead and give you guys a question. I know it's Thursday, but we're going to give you our fantasy, quote-unquote, Wednesday on Thursday. Plus, we give you our predictions uh, for the uh, season. Of course, Jay right now has got a little bit of a lead on me, but that happens every now and then. it be all right we're going we're gonna to be a little bit better than that. Ain't that right, Jay? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. Nope.
0: Come on now. You know I got you. I'm, I'm going to come back and make, the, make, the, make, a, make a strong leap here. We're going to make the dream work.
1: Only oh, if it it's backwards.
0: Oh, my God. All right. Well, look, real quick, we're going to go over uh, a few of the awards given out for Major League Baseball, then we'll hit you back with some football real quick. It uh, looks like the Major League Awards or the Major Awards have been capped. They've already made all the decisions on, like, greatness, Jay. And it looks like – it looks like I went five for six, and I can deal with that.
1: Mm hmm. <laughs> so it's if
0: you time get something right. Well, whatever. Now, if you guys did not hear, ladies and gentlemen, Giancarlo stunting like Val father, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and won the NL MVP today, just barely beating Joey Votto by two votes. And then, of course, Jose Altuve won the American League uh MVP, Cy Young's uh Corey Kluber, boop, boop boop and of course uh Matt Scherzer, which that's one Jay got right. Good job, Jay. Uh <laughs> Rookies of the Year were Aaron Judge and Corey Bellinger. And then managers, Paul molitor which poop poop. And of course, uh <laughs> our man me and Jay say his name, Jay. Say his name. no me and jay still don't know how to say his name and we've been struggling that ever since but the all of those awards came out tonight but do you think they got it right jay do you think they got the major league awards main awards right
1: i did i think they did a really good job so yeah you know once again i don't understand that you know how Votto even got that high because he didn't do much with the bat or with for a team
0: right i mean Early in the season, we talked Cincinnati Reds, and you'd have been like, oh, yeah, Cincinnati Reds, I see you. But it wasn't like that the entire time. And, and you know, they maybe the first 30 games of the, of the season, they were actually in the lead in the division. And I don't really know how he got into the mix. I would have rather seen a Goldschmidt or maybe even, um, you know, a Nolan Arenado uh, probably be in that mix. But you know why I picked Nolan. But that's besides the point.
1: Right. Right. there's always Uh, next year
0: exactly exactly so uh we're gonna swing over to some nba a lot of things going on in the nba last night oh the philadelphia 76ers jay are really starting to show off what do you think about the process it doesn't seem like it's such a process anymore sir no
1: it's uh come to you know reality and uh When we were talking, just think if the other prospects actually step up and play, like, you know, top three picks, what their team's going to be like.
0: Exactly. I mean, it could be a whole nother flavor uh, for this Philadelphia 76ers team. You know, uh, they look great. And B, last night, had the first 40-point, like, multi-type game last night, first time since Allen Iverson with the Sixers. And it seems like, and we've said it before, If Embiid can stay healthy, this team could be dangerous. The real question is, can they get the number one pick of the draft to actually look like he's the number one pick of the draft?
1: Yeah, they did something to his shooting – I have no idea what they did, but he, until
2: he fixes that,
0: he's not going to do anything. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that makes me a little bit worried. I, I, they they've tried to do something to it. They should they should. Sometimes you should mess with people's stuff. You know, uh, the LA didn't mess with Alonzo Ball's horrible shot, hor- horrible horrible shot. Uh, and he stills you know you know getting through his rookie season just fine. He's definitely playing a lot better. But let me ask you this: Do you think if you're the Sixers now? Maybe you think maybe we we should have picked an Alonzo Ball because it seems like Ball is a little bit ahead of the curve when it comes to you No,
1: because you got Ben Simmons that'll you know facilitate the ball, but he can score, and I just see much more with Ben Simmons than I do with Ball.
0: I can I can agree with you on that. I'll tell you another move. I, I'm almost thinking now that maybe a Jason Tatum would have been a nice fit there. I mean, Jason Tatum's a small forward slash power forward type of guy. You know, he would have been able to be a nice swing man even though they do have Robert Covington who just signed that huge contract extension uh with the Sixers. You know, I think he could have been a nice piece as well.
1: I agree. Uh that would definitely stretch the floor and give them that uh what, what is it the the three point what, what what do they call that? The
0: the the, the D and 3. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the the fancy terminology, me and Jay learned at the NBA draft. I didn't even know that was a thing until the draft. We didn't even know for sure. But then we found out the D and
1: three is where they'd be like. He, look, at, look at the Celtics. They've been lighting it up. They got two D and threes because Brown and Tatum, and even without Iverson, or Iverson, she's Irving, they're doing great.
0: <laughs> you know, and it's funny because, you know, the two young guys, like you said, have really stepped their game up. Jalen Brown, who was – you know, the number, what, three pick in the draft, uh, Either year, I think it was the year before last or last year. Yeah. You know, he, he's really showed up. You know, you thought, okay, uh, you know, and our met Ty Montgomery, who wrote a, a great article on, on the Legacy Maker Sports page, you know, he made a really good point. You know, Gordon Hayward going down was probably the best thing to happen to this team, at least for now. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, you get to see what type of, talent you have besides with him and irving and it's just i i agree the, the celtics are the kings of the east right
0: now yeah and then you look at this this celtics team right now is have won 13 games in a row as they go into the game tonight against golden state that's going to be a huge game tonight for both teams uh but the question is do you think the celtics really have a true chance against this warriors team tonight
1: no, not. they're two stars now.
0: Well, now they said Irvin will play tonight. So if Irvin plays tonight, I don't know. And I think Hawford actually will be back as well.
1: Well, in that case, I'm going to say, yeah, they have a chance. but it's very, 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 very,
0: very slim. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're in Boston tonight or if they're in uh, Golden State. But I, I'm intrigued to see what this matchup will bring. I really do think, uh, you know, if, if this Celtics team, who are set up, in my opinion, for years to come, even probably having another top 10, maybe two top 10 picks next year. I mean, it, it's just amazing. Even though we fuss at Danny Ainge sometimes and what Danny Ainge has done, it's amazing what he's been able to do to set this team
1: up. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Trust
2: the
0: process. You get yeah, trust the process, exactly. And it looks like if you want to take an example on how to trust the process, you better look to the Celtics. You better look to a Celtics team, or you better go ahead and look to uh, uh, a team like, you know, the Sixers. Oh, and it looks like the game is in Boston tonight. So, I mean, the home court advantage could be a huge factor in this game. But I think this game does show uh, for Kyrie Irving, this is a chance tonight to, to show why – you wanted to have your own team. Why you thought it was time to step away from LeBron. Separate himself. Yeah,
1: that.
0: Yeah, that. (laughs) All right. So uh, another thing in the NBA that was uh, definitely interesting, uh, reading a little bit of a piece earlier uh, about uh, Kevin Durant, and he was talking about his time when he was in – oklahoma city and the thing is he still feels like that uh he is big time in oklahoma city like he's still a big part of oklahoma city that he is oklahoma city what do you think about that do you think there's a possible chance that at the end of this uh extension that he has signed with the uh with the warriors that he may take a trip back to oklahoma city he should
1: have never left but i could see it yeah
0: And see, that's my thing. I mean, if if he makes the leap and goes back there, what they have now, uh, piecewise, I don't know if they would have enough money to be able to sign him. That could be something uh, interesting on that end. But I don't know if they would have enough money to make that leap, sign him, have him locked in uh, with a Paul George and a Carmelo Anthony there. Yeah,
1: that's true. But Carmelo's only got maybe two years left after that before he needs to retire.
0: Yeah, Carmelo is 172 years old, and I don't know if that, I don't know if that's a good look for him. It makes me a little bit worried when it comes to that. I don't know if he's going to be in good shape. No, no. All right, all right. So, uh, you know, here, fifteen minutes into the show, we're going to go ahead and, and start up and talk a little bit about our predictions uh, going into week 11. Now, of course, tonight. Uh, we got Thursday night football, Steelers versus, uh, uh, what's the name of that team that starts for T? The Titans, ladies and gentlemen. Steelers. Yeah, there you go. The Steelers versus the Titans tonight. Give you a preview of what's going on that Thursday night game. Jay, what are your initial thoughts about Titans and Steelers for tonight? Well, uh, the Titans
1: definitely had to bring their A game. But I just, the, the defense is what separates them while i think the titans have a better secondary the steelers just absolutely have a better front seven
0: and see this is what I, this is what scares me about this pittsburgh team we have seen what this team has done um you know most of the year they're what 7 and 2 6 and 2 right now uh they're the number seven. one the 7 and 2 right now right um number one seed in the afc as we speak but the one problem with the Pittsburgh Steelers is they tend to play to their the team that they're playing to level. Uh, and we've seen it quite a few times this year. They played Chicago. They lost to Chicago. Uh, they played a Cleveland Browns team and only won by three. They also, uh, you know, had another tough uh, matchup against the Colts last week and only won by three by teams who are nowhere near as good as this Pittsburgh team. Absolutely. So, I mean, to me, that's something that they're going to have to start to really pay attention to. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh right now is, you know, Jay, if anything, Jay got right in his foot. His preseason predictions. He did have the Steelers going to the Super Bowl, So you do have that part, at least right. Jay. <laughs> and that, and that, and that's one thing that you can uh, at least hang your hat on. I'm going and I'm excited to see what, uh, you know, this game will bring tonight. Uh, and they said that there's a chance that if uh, Antonio Brown this year could reach 100 catches, that it'd be five times that he's been able to do that. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, now, uh, Stevens asks Do you and Jay think there's any chance that Melo and Bron Braun will ever get a chance to be on a team for a championship run?
1: Yeah, at the senior citizen home.
0: Stop playing, not the senior citizen home, sir. <laughs> They'll be up in that bad boy, rolling around in the chairs, making the dream work on that bad boy.
1: <laughs> I um, just, I, I, I don't see Mel to me it's washed up. He, he's not the superstar he was. I, I just, I, I have zero faith in Carmelo.
0: <laughs> I'm glad Carmelo doesn't have you on speed dial. He probably would be heartbroken to know that you don't have that much confidence in him. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, so, I
1: think I think ahead. the man can score. I just don't think he is the scorer he was. Um you know, you think about it do the that $2,000. now they're going on fourteen years in the NBA. They old. They, they
0: they just a little bit old. When they first came in the league, I was graduating from high school. So that's what I know, you know, we are the same age. So I know they're up there in the age. They old. Days old. Alright, y'all. So uh Jay, who do you have winning tonight's game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans? Uh, well
1: I guess the Steelers win.
0: All right. I you know what? Titans are six and three. And, and like I said, if the Pittsburgh Steelers don't come in, they've come into this game and they kind of look uh lackluster. If they don't come in there and they play true Pittsburgh Steelers football, they're gonna take a L tonight to the Tennessee Titans. You know, I even though Tennessee uh, you know, they're six and three. And I'm not, I don't even want to say that it's a quiet 6-3. and three. It's not the most impressive 6-3. and three. Um, They won some games here and there. They haven't really done anything to scream, oh, man, where the Tennessee Titans are balling out. Because uh, right now they're in a huge battle with the Jacksonville Jaguars in that division. So I think you're going to see the best from Tennessee tonight. But I got Pittsburgh winning this game tonight as well, as long as they don't disappoint. And I'm going to say the score is going to be 27-24 uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Next game that we'll do on uh, Sunday matchup, one o'clock, the Chicago Bears take on the Detroit Lions. Hold on. Oh, my, my stuff shut off on me. You good? Are you
1: okay? I, I, you know, I, I got the Lions beating the Bears. You got the Lions beating the
0: Bears in Chicago. I, I My thing is, uh, Chicago have had moments where they, sh- they look like a team that could come through in the clutch, could be a better team, could be a bigger team, could do some things. But, I just think that with Mitchell Trubisky, it's not going to be enough. I got the Detroit Lions winning this game, and they go to six and four in the NFC. Um, they go six and four and and contain that um, number two uh, seed in the NFC North. Next, very interesting matchup: the Jacksonville Jaguars six and three take <laughs> on the O and nine Cleveland Browns. Well, you you know where, where I'm going to go with those. the the Jaguars.
1: I mean, unless they, I don't know, have my two-year-old Matthew step out on the field to play quarterback. They, It's their game to lose at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at this Cleveland team, and they have struggled all year long. Um, and, you know, it's sad because you think they could have maybe had a few more victories in here. Uh, but, you know, we found out last week they're the first team in NFL history to start back-to-back seasons 0-9. That just, that's crazy to start one nine and back-to-back season and poor poor um hugh jackson has only won one game in his coaching career and that's got to be tough but i got jacksonville winning this game as well uh next game the green bay packers host the baltimore ravens uh and this matchup is intriguing you know you got a brett Hundley who just came off of a a solid game yet nevertheless against a chicago bears team you got a baltimore ravens team that doesn't know what they want to do from week to week jay who do you got winning this game
1: Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm going with the Ravens. <sighs> I guess I can't be upset with you. I'm, I, the you only know. reason is, is uh, if you look at the Ravens secondary, they have two people that are in the top 15 in interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brett Hundley has not been the best at protecting the ball.
0: No, he hasn't been on uh, the best yet at protecting the ball. I mean, watching watching him play at times, like I said last week, he made some pretty he made some pretty nice plays last week against uh, Chicago, especially that back shoulder throw that he threw to um, that he threw to Devontae Adams towards the end of the game. But I still think yeah. there's, a, there's a lot that has to go there for Green Bay to win this game. I still think they can, but the injuries that continue to pile up at the running back spot makes me nervous uh, with Jamal Williams, but. Flacco hasn't been that great. I mean, out of the quarterbacks, Huntley's the more healthy. I'm going with the pack. Okay. All
2: right.
0: <laughs> Next game, we got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the New York football Giants. In New York, do the Giants get win number two?
1: Hell no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they are setting themselves up. I think as long as Bob McAdoo is there, the Giants may not get another victory this season.
1: I, I think as long as Eli Manning has nobody to throw it to except for the candy man and the popcorn vendor, <laughs> eh, no.
0: <laughs> I think he's going to be in a little bit of trouble if he's going to have to deal with that for the rest of the season. Uh, next matchup, very intriguing matchup. Now, this battle right now will separate these two teams and move one team above the other in the NFC seedings. Now, right now, the 7-2 and two Los Angeles Rams – taking on the seven and two Minnesota Vikings and Minnesota. When we had Minnesota, um, when Minnesota played Washington, uh, coach Zimmer had told us during the press conference that it had been a month since they've been at home. So, you know, the Vikings are chomping at the bit uh, to finally get back home and play a game. How do you see this battle? of, And it's hard to say this NFC top dogs. (laughs) How do you see this battle going? Well,
1: the, the, I'm picking the Rams just because I'm going with the hot hand here. And the Rams have just been, the last two weeks, Jared Goff is putting it mildly, mildly to say that he's been on fire. And, you know, the Vikings got a great defense, but the Rams have a great defense also.
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna... So who, who do you
1: think? Going,
0: no, no, you go ahead. You go ahead.
1: Well, and if you look on the other side of the, you know, doing comparisons, the the one thing the Rams have the Vikings don't is a running back, a, a, a top-tier running back. So I, that's why I'm going with the Rams is the running back situation.
0: I'll I'll tell you this. The one thing that interests me is, like you said, uh, if you look at this and you base this from uh, defenses, and they both have really good young defenses. If I had to give the edge, I'd give the edge to Minnesota. Uh, You look at a team like... Uh, Excuse me, but you look at their defenses, I'll give the edge to Minnesota. You look at their offenses, I would probably give the edge, obviously, to the uh, Rams, since they are the number one um, offense in the NFL, and that's still hard to say out loud. Um, But then again, if you look at their coach, who had a Redskins team that had the top quarterback uh, in the league in some statistics last year, I'm not surprised about that at all. Uh, But I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, and as much as I think the Rams, as much as I like the Rams right now and what they're doing, I think Minnesota is going to be ready to play this game. And uh, if if Case Keenum can keep everything under control and find ways to hit those two top tar- targets that he's got in Stephon Diggs and, and, and Adam Thielen, it's going to be very hard, I think, for this Rams team to win. I got the Minnesota Vikings taking this one. Okay. All right. Next matchup we got. The New Orleans Saints take on the Washington Redskins in New Orleans. And boy, 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 this is a very interesting matchup, Jay.
1: Yeah, well, because I got, you know, they got all their secondary back. The Redskins are healthy. And Drew Brees, for the first time that I can think of, well, scored 45 points without throwing a touchdown pass.
0: That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, and they still—I mean, for them to drop forty points and Drew Brees doesn't have a true hand in it really tells you how. And Jay's been talking about this defense pretty much the last five or six weeks on how much better the, the, the New Orleans Saints defense has gotten in just this in this winning streak. The the Saints have won seven games in a row, and no one really talks about it. How good this Saints team has been, uh, but people are starting to recognize now. Uh, you know, and they've got three teams with a seven and two record in the NFC, and they're not teams at any back. I bet you nobody in the in the United States selected those three teams to be where they are right now. But uh the one intriguing thing that really kind of baffles me in this matchup is that the Redskins kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers like to play up to their competition. I would not be surprised if Kirk Cousins comes out there and has a really good game, goes out there and possibly threatens, uh, you know, everything, you know, that we know the man, you know, everybody in their mama wants to pick the saints, including myself, but you have to watch out for Kirk Cousins because he finds a way out of no way.
1: It's true. But my, my concern with them one more time is I don't think they're getting the ball into the hands of Rob Kelly enough. And, you know, they've yet to find that number one wide receiver. Uh, they go through tight ends like most people go through Twinkies. Wow. And their <laughs> offensive line has been nothing but a chaos.
0: See, and that and that's the one thing that, you know, you look at it and you're right. It's, it's been a struggle. They can't keep anybody on uh, healthy. TC, our man TC's in the building. What's up, TC? Uh, you know, and he's right, you know. You know Kelly is on IR. They just they just got him back, and he's right back on injury reserve. So now you have to think to yourself: they, they've already said they're going to have to sign a running back, and this Redskins well, team is.
1: They drafted Samad. Uh, Samaji is that how you say it, Purine. Yeah,
0: Purine. Yeah. And
1: he, every time they give him a chance, he'll he'll either fumble, or his average uh, rushing yard attempt is you know under three that's not impressive at
0: all no it's not and and that's that's the thing you know like you know being at some of these games and watching you know the redskins uh perform uh you know watching the running game has not been impressive the only bright spot they've had on this team most of the year and if you ask our man rob johnson has been chris thompson and when they've used chris johnson you know the proper way run here dump here uh, nice screen pass there. When they when they have found a way to use him productive, productively in that offense, the Redskins do great things and things that you know shock you. But this is a very critical game for the Redskins. If they want any chance to make a playoff run, they have to win this week against this New Orleans team. To go down and be four and six is going to be a tough road ahead. Tough road ahead for the Redskins. Amen. Now, I got the Saints winning this game, and, Jay, I'm pretty sure you're going with the Saints as well? Yep. All right. Jay's going with the Saints. All right, y'all, look. It's 729. We still got seven games to go through. But before we hit those games, we're going to hit a commercial break. So when we get back, we're going to do the rest of the games for the week. Then when we finish the games for the week, guess what else we are going to do. Ah, there you go. English. Uh, We're going to go ahead and do Fantasy Wednesday on Thursday. We'll be back with a little bit more of the Legacy Maker Sports podcast here on WBLZSports.com and Facebook Live. With over 30 years of experience, the smart people call on Doug Peffer, painting and pressure washing. Interior, exterior, commercial, or residential, Doug Peffer does it all. Is your house looking ug? Then call on Doug. Doug Peffer, painting and pressure washing, 404 966 3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll receive a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peff for Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Hey ladies, are you looking to make your lips fun again? Well, let me introduce you to some revolutionary lipstick and gloss. It's long-lasting, gluten-free, lead-free, and not tested on animals. Plus, it gives your lips the level of greatness they deserve. How do you make this happen? Contact Becca Cottenham of Making Lip Gloss Fun Again with Becca. You can reach her on her Facebook page, Making Lip Gloss Fun Again with Becca, or call her at 804 363-3397 and check out all the great Synergents, makeup, skin, and lip care products. So ladies help us make lip gloss funny. find a way to keep up with the latest styles on a budget paparazzi accessories by mary is the place for you paparazzi accessories are always fabulous always fashionable and always five dollars with new styles added daily you can shop anytime and look like a million bucks without breaking the bank so come check out the beautiful accessories at www.paparazziaccessories.com slash mary Ashby. Or you can email Mary at blingforyoubymary for you by Mary at gmail.com.
2: Yeah. One on one. You and me. be number debate, my way. These sports I'm to it. your legacy get ready cuz I'm Fire 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 fire. Burn. Oh, fire fire fire, fire, burn. Oh, fire
0: fire All right ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on the Legacy Maker Sports Podcast here on WBLZsports.com, and, of course, on Facebook Live. Uh, you know, where we before we hit our commercial break, we were doing our breakdowns for the week here in week 11 of the NFL season, giving you all our predictions. As you know, Jay right now currently has the lead on me. I mean, everybody gets, everybody gets lucky every now and then. You know what I'm saying, guys? Oh, just two weeks in a row. I mean, yeah, like I said, just, just two weeks in a row everybody gets, you know. Anywho, who all right so i'm going to go ahead and give you the rest of the games we got seven games going in of course we're going to go into our fantasy you're my fantasy girl all right anyway uh we got the new <laughs> we got the arizona cardinals traveling to houston to take on the texans now of course this texans team has not been the same since deshaun watson has left and arizona they can't find their way jay who do you got winning
1: this uh non-important matchup I'm gonna. I'm going with the Cardinals just because I think they have a better defense. You know, Blaine Gabbert starting to quarterback. He might actually get his first, uh, you know, actual win.
0: Um, oh, playing Gabbert,
1: right? <laughs> and I, I just what the Texans have done. Tom Savage is Tom Savage. He throws the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, and that's about it. It looks like Will Fuller won't play, and you know. The rest of the linebacking
0: form for the Texans are either suspended or, you know, on vacation. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's That sounds about, sounds about right on that one. <laughs> All right. Next matchup that we got going on here, and I'm picking the Cardinals. There's no way I'm picking the Texans right now. Not with Tom Savage, at quarterback. Next, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming fresh off of a win, uh, taking on the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Battle of Florida. Jay, who do you have winning this Battle of Florida? Can Jay C- this, you know, this, is, this should is, have this.
1: happened on week one, <laughs> and this should be our bye week, but it's not. We have to play sixteen straight games, and you know they really are pissing me off because you know if we're going to do terrible, let's at least get a top five pick. <laughs> no, let's go ahead and let's try. They're the, going to start. You know what's going right? to happen?
0: They're going to start winning games, and when they start winning games, it's going to be like they're going to finish like eight and eight and you're going to be like, really? You could have just got me a top five pick, but you want to go and get me a 16th pick. How dare you? How
1: dare you? <laughs> any, any time we, like, the last time we picked in between that range, we got, like, I think Adrian Claiborne, Vernon Hardgrave, and uh, know, what's his name, that real crappy guy. <laughs> Oh, Adrian Claiborne who decided oh. hey I'm a different team, let's play. That's how it goes,
0: man. I, I mean, it's unfortunate, but that's how it goes. You get on that different team and they start bawling out and you'd be like, Man, this ain't fair.
2: It just ain't
1: But fair. I'm sticking with my Buccaneers because Jay Cutler could fuck up a wet dream. Well <laughs> <laughs> I
0: didn't I didn't have an answer for that one, sir. Congratulations. <laughs> you have stumped the host. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm gonna go and this is a tough one. And for me, and I and I feel like Fitzpatrick is trying to play for another contract here. Um, you know, Miami at times looks like a team that could, you know, shock you. Then Jay Cutler's at quarterback. You just never know what you're gonna get. But unfortunately I'm gonna have to go with the Miami Dolphins in this one. Uh and <laughs> and and I think I have to do this for Jay's sake. You know, me and Jay discussed a little bit uh <laughs> not too long ago that When I pick against the team, they win. So, in this case, I'm picking the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) I'm picking the Miami Dolphins to win this one. Watch this be the game that decides us next week. Uh, Next, we got the Buffalo Bills. Fresh, brand new, fresh quarterback. And Jay talked a lot about the young man when we had the draft. And Peterman is the new starting quarterback in Buffalo. We haven't had a chance to talk about that, Jay. How do you feel about Buffalo making this move? Let's say bad of Tyrod and bringing in Peterman.
1: Uh, to be honest, I don't like it. Just because you know Tyrod had a couple off games, and you're going to bench him when you're in the middle of playoff contention. Um, you know, I and you know I did like Peterman. I still do, but I don't. I I think. Especially throwing them in against the Chargers defense that, you know, really hasn't been any slouches. It's their offense that's kind of sucked a lot. Right. But I, and it, it just, the one thing I can tell you is I believe, and I'm giving it away now, Charles Clay is a pick-em-up, start guy mm-hmm. because he's going to be the pacifier for Peterman. And Joey Bosa is sitting on his lap smoking stogies and saying, you mind,
0: mine, bitch. Really? You're going to just sit on there and, and smoke stogies? That's what we got going on in the hood. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, here's the thing that bothers me the most about this, Jay. And I, I, I'm, look, and I want you to understand, I'm not playing conspiracy theories like our man Rob Johnson here. But I, I got to say one thing here. I don't like the fact that this is happening now because I feel like they have been kind of treating Tyrod bad since last offseason you know we heard all the rumors that they're going to release him that they're going to trade him they're going to get rid of him we've been hearing that for like a year then they weirdly sign him to an extension but then they make the extension to where they could still get out of having him in the you know like it just feels like they never really wanted him to be there and now They feel like that this the reason that they they, that he struggled for a few games. Now we can just toss somebody else in there, and that's the feel that I get from it. I feel like that this was their way to finally say, "Well, they can subconsciously let Tyrod go." I agree. Well, and it sucks because you know Tyrod actually has not had a bad year. No, he's not. He hasn't, and I think it's I think it's unfortunate for Tyrod because they they make it seem like it's all his fault. And I mean, you know, when they get when forty seven points gets put up against, you know, you know against uh, you know with a, a, a really good New Orleans Saints team, I'm pretty sure the defense has something to do with that. You you let Mark Ingram, you you, you, let, you know they
1: went and made moves in that defense. You know they they let Gilmore walk. They uh, traded. Uh, something.
0: They traded Mar. more it, Marcellus? Uh, Dar- Marcellus Darius. I'm saying name wrong. But the big man that they just signed the, the nasty contract for, they traded him to Jacksonville just to help Jacksonville's defense, which is still b- baffling my mind as we speak.
1: Right. And you know, then they they send Watkins back in, and you know, I'm happy for Watkins. He seems to find a, you know, have found a home. Right. With the Rams and um. It just, it, once again, it's baffling because you take and you, you look at the, just two of them were top, what, top five picks? Right. And they said bye-bye to you. You guys are, uh, actually, you know, even Stephen Gilmore was a first-round pick. Right. And they they, they send them back and say, peace out, you know, you're your cornerstone, cornerstone to building this franchise, but we we don't want you.
0: And this is, to me, it just shows what this Buffalo – this is why the Buffalo Bills have not made the playoffs this century. Sorry, Chad. Uh, But this is the reason why they have not made it in the the 2000s, in the 2K era. They have not made it in the 2K era because of questionable decisions. And to me, I think this is a questionable decision. I don't have nothing against Peterman like you do. But I just feel like this is what's going to – they're going to end up blaming Tyrod for them not making the playoffs. When we all know an action alley, like you said, you can't just give away your defense, at least the studs that you have on your defense, and think that oh, it's going to be all right. You can't give away two receivers, or don't even try to sign two receivers that go to LA and they're they're balling out. That to me spells that the front office is not doing what they're supposed to do. Exactly. You know, and that,
1: exactly,
0: and that, exactly, exactly. And that makes me just a little bit weary of that team yeah. in general.
1: You know, even around the trade deadline, I saw rumors that uh, McCoy was available for the right trade. I mean, if you send McCoy back, and who the hell is going to be your running back? Right. And that's what I'm saying at this point. It
0: just, they're making really, really, really bad decisions. And I just don't like, you know, the decision making that this Buffalo Bills team has made. And unfortunately, For Buffalo Bills fans, I think you're going to have another year where you don't make um, what we like to call it, oh, the playoffs. So we'll have to wait to 2018. All right, let's switch to the next game. I think me and Jay both are picking the L.A. Chargers on that one. Uh, Next game we got going on, the Denver Broncos, led by Brock Osweiler, takes on the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And the most baffling thing about this is that the Denver Broncos, if I'm not mistaken, Started off three and Jay. The Broncos have lost six games in a row,
1: and they had that phenomenal. They still do. They're all still there, but that defense has went from a powerhouse to a powderhouse. Let me ask you
0: this, and I'm, I'm, know I'm dogging my boy Rob. You know I love you, Rob. I'm, I'm playing more conspiracy theory tonight. I'm just in the conspiracy theory mode. <laughs> They're three and six. At this rate, they're going to get a top ten pick, Jay. What are the odds that John Elway is saying? You know what? Let's chill back. This quarterback class is supposed to be a really good one. And why don't we try to draft our quarterback of the future? Do you do you start to get that feeling now? I know they've tried with Lynch and they've tried with these other guys, but do you think that that's that's even a possibility right now?
1: Well, my problem is. Did they try with Lynch? Because I don't remember that they let him start like two games. Yeah. They didn't try shit with Lynch.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that. They they well, the, what they did try was like, oh, I don't know if this is a good idea. And then you haven't heard anything else from them since. You know, of course, Chad Kelly, our our guy that we've been screaming for, is gone for the year, uh, which Jay reported the other day, and that's 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 a rough deal. So I don't know what's next for this Denver team, but I can't see them winning this game. Now I know uh, on ESPN uh, they've got Denver winning this game, but I think Cincinnati wins this game.
1: Oh, absolutely, because, you know, Joe Mixon has been, he he scored two touchdowns the last two games. Right. So, you know, they're getting lost from the running game. Um, Aqib Tlaib has not been the shutdown corner. He was their secondary, is suspect, beyond suspect. Right. And the game I watched man, in last week, they were uh, Von Miller had three offside penalties in the first half. That's not Von Miller, I know.
0: Exactly, and so for me, I, I don't know what's going on with Denver. I don't know if John Elway don't whisper in the air and tell him tank, tank, tank. But they've got to figure something out. I mean, and Brock Osweiler is not the answer quarterback. We, God for know, for sure, we know that. Uh, now, these next three matches that we're going to discuss, we got about 15 minutes left. We're still going to get our fantasy in. But these next three matches are very intriguing matchups. Uh, the New England Patriots taking on the Oakland Raiders in Mexico City. This is a home game for the Oakland Raiders, who actually broke ground on their brand-new Vegas um, stadium uh, yeah. the other night. I got to see a little bit of that live. Uh, that makes me sad for the Oakland fans, just a little bit inside my heart. But, Jay, very interesting matchup between New England and Oakland. Who you got
1: winning this game? Well, I know we talked about this because, you know, Oakland's played in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like an away game for them. Right. But I just think, um, you know, they, they put Gary on Conley on season ending IR. So their first and second round picks both are done for the year. And I just that, that secondary Rex Burkhead Dion Lewis and James white are going to have monster games. I don't think Chris Hogan plays, but I bet you we see Chris or uh, white line up in the slot and they're just going to destroy it. Sorry, Steven love you, buddy, but they're going to just have their way.
0: Yeah. I got to agree with you on this one. i You know, I was leaning towards picking Oakland in this game because of the experience, but it, you know, I saw an article, like I, you know, shared a little thing the other day and I'm, you know, starting to hear a lot of whispers of, you know, what could have possibly happened when Derek Carr got injured. And that's the case. This team is in turmoil on a sneak. And it's sad because everybody thought that we were going to see something special from the Oakland Raiders this year. And we've got an average 500 ball and the Raiders are looking like they could be a team that finishes eight and eight just outside of the playoffs. If I had to tell you something right now, I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. And, you know, Tom Brady Incorporated are on fire. They look like they have a a confidence right now that is just beyond measure.
1: I'm going to go with the uh, New England Patriots. The defense fixed themselves. Whatever they had wrong. They fixed it. I got to tell you, the turning point for me for Patriots uh, season was the Tampa Bay game. Right. You know, as much as, uh, you know, Tampa lost. We they could have easily won that game. the offense, TC again, but they they have that game. and They gave it away. They could have done away with the Patriots season, but they didn't. Right, and it's almost like
0: a confidence builder, and it's been and they've been balling ever since. It's going to be a test game. I think Oakland will play them hard, but I think New England wins this game. Now the game that everybody's talking about, every <laughs> Cowboy <laughs> fan that I know wants this game more than anything. And you know what? Every Eagles fan that I know wants this game more than anything as the Philadelphia Eagles travel into Dallas to take on the Cowboys, the 8-1 Philadelphia Eagles taking on the 5-4 Dallas Cowboys. This game is very critical for Dallas. If Dallas loses, guess what? They're going to be four games behind, technically five games behind uh, because of the win, or four-and-a-half games behind because of the win to the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Derek Barnett will be Rookie of the Week once he gets his five and a half, six sacks <laughs> on that Fresh guy because they just announced Bell will be starting at left tackle. Oh, my God, no. If that's and, the case, Dallas uh, is in trouble. And you know what, what kind of hurts my soul about Bell is I'm, Bell is one of Carl Malone's illegitimate children.
0: Another one? How many does he have?
1: Oh, about 38. Wait a minute. Is this the one that was
0: in Buffalo? And... Yes, it is. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. It's like, man, is there a third? Jesus Christ, man. man. Stop carrying the packages. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't carry them. He just delivers. <laughs> he just drops the load. Okay. Um, Let's go to... Um, <laughs> <The> Phili- <laughs> the, who do you got winning this game? Do Carson Wentz continue his winning ways, or, or does the Dallas Cowboys sneak this one?
1: No. Wentz, and I'm going to talk, and I'm sorry, Rob. Love you. Uh, I'm going to see by 20
0: points the Eagles win. I tell you what, if the, if the Dallas Cowboys can't figure out a way to protect Dak Prescott in this game with no Zeke Elliott, and I, I'm ty- one thing I am tired of hearing is how people saying Dak Prescott is a bad quarterback. Any quarterback is a bad quarterback when your offensive line is doing what they did to him last week. Dak Prescott is still proving to me that he's still a solid quarterback. He is his in his second year, ladies and gentlemen. Give him time. Give him time. I've
1: heard some stuff and I'm like, come on.
0: You know? I mean, it happens. It definitely happens. But yeah,
1: but you don't this this is the thing where I'm gonna stand up for the Eagles. Because you know when Jason Peters his Pro Bowl left tackle
0: went down, next man up, and they kept winning. I agree with you. I mean, I'm not, like I said, and I don't want to take anything away from the Eagles team itself, but you know, even if so, we we've seen what the Dallas line looks like without without the man myth and the legend that is Tyrod Smith. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good at all. So unfortunately, that's how it goes for some teams. I know that's how it is for Green Bay when is out. Good God Almighty, when he's not there, it's like, it's night and day. But I got Philadelphia winning this game, Jay.
1: Oh, of course,
0: so do I. I got two touchdowns. I ain't got three, but I got two. Uh, And Monday night football game, Atlanta Falcons versus Seattle Seahawks. Very intriguing matchup. Definitely a matchup that will uh, determine or will really hold a a grip into wild card playoff situations. What do you think about this matchup?
1: Now, as much as I want to say, Adrian Claiborne will have three more sacks this game because of how crappy the offensive line is for Seattle. I'm going I'm picking Seattle to win.
0: You know, I'll be honest with you. I wanted Seattle to win. I think that Seattle has the ability to win. Uh, obviously. They're gonna be at home. But there's something, you know, I know Atlanta, I, I think that last week's game against Dallas could be a little bit of a confidence booster. I don't know if it's going to be enough, uh, but I see this being a tight game, tight neck game. Uh, I don't know if Claiborne's going to go for nine sacks or six sacks like he did last week, but I can see this being a very intriguing game. I got Atlanta pulling this one off, a tight one, 24-19. Now, well, see, mine
1: is 20-17, Seattle.
0: I can't be mad at that. All right, y'all. Those were our ele- Week Eleven picks. You heard it here first uh, tonight. That starts the dream as Thursday Night Football. It'll be Steelers and Titans. Now we got eight minutes, so we're gonna go ahead and get into our fantasy stardoms and sinoms. Eight minutes to go here, Jay. We'll just roll these bad boys right off the tongue. Who do you got? As let's go ahead and start with stardoms. Who do you? Who should be the guys that they start this week? Well, I
1: got Alex Smith against the New York.
0: We Can't Stop Anything Giant. Check. I got that as well. <laughs> I agree with you um, 100%. Drew Brees against the
1: Redskins. Check. Got that as well. <laughs> oh, um, Another say, Alvin Kamara has Check. nothing but a fire.
0: Check. Got him as well. I swear I think you're wow. reading my... I swear if you pick the next two, we're not doing the rest of the segment. Go.
1: All right, hold on. i got to get my thing timed <laughs> up. Here. And that's crazy
0: that we're three for three right now. I agree with you 19,000% as of right now.
1: Uh, at tight end, start him, Evan Ingram against Kansas City Chiefs. Oh,
0: okay. Whew, okay, all right. All right Just all right. because – I don't have to end the
2: segment.
1: <laughs> Evan Ingram has averaged 15 points a game since uh, Odell Beckham's injury.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He is uh, a must-start him every time. I know, I'll, I know another one that you got there because you told me you wouldn't take him down, but that's Green Hunt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking him down.
0: Now that he's off the bat, I'm not taking him down. He's he's, he's on my list.
1: And as far as defense, I'm going to say you start the Chargers defense against the rookie quarterback.
0: That's a good That's a good call, sir. That's definitely a good call. Um, uh, I, I This one was a little bit of a tough one for me. Uh, I, I tell you, you got to start the Jacksonville defense against, um, against Cleveland. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just hopeless for Cleveland right now. It feels like, but the other person I have that's in, playing in that game is Leonard Fournette. I think, you know, against the Browns and if they, if they can't find a conference, build, it's going to be a long day for them. And it could be a Leonard Fournette type of day. I'm just amazed that we picked three of those. <laughs> we that We picked three to four of those. That's, that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> i agree with you on that one. Next, we got the sit Who do you got? Who should be sat this week?
1: Now, we discussed this earlier when I picked the Ravens, but I, I'm sitting Brett Hundley because the Ravens' defense has surrendered the second-fewest points per game on the road to opposing quarterbacks this year.
0: I'll give you that. I can't be upset with that at all. But, you okay. know, I got my fingers crossed, so we'll see what happens. I actually, have Russell, Russell. I actually have Russell Wilson. I wouldn't start Russell Wilson this week, even though they got the win last week. I, I still think that the scrambling for his life is just a little bit too much for Russell Wilson. And I think eventually it's going to catch him in a game, and I feel like this could be the game that it catches him. So I would tell you just be very wary of starting him. Not saying that he can't put up some points, but he may not be your best choice. Okay. Uh, running back,
1: Alfred Morris. Just because, you know, you don't know what's going to go on with the line. He barely averaged two yards a carry last week. Put his ass on the bench. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's not a good deal. I'm going to tell you a guy that I'm going to have on here every week, and I refuse to take his name off the list until he's no longer the quarterback. And that's Brock Osweiler. Just don't do it. It's not not even a safe bet. Just don't do that to your life. If you care about winning fantasy, you're better off – Leaving the quarterback spot blank than having Brock Osweiler in that quarterback. Sorry, guys. I hate to do that to him, but that's how I feel about that.
1: Hmm. That's interesting.
0: That is interesting. <laughs> the next one I got is Calvin Benjamin uh, against the Chargers. I just think that, you know, until he shows me something, especially with the rookie quarterback. I don't know where, where, where he's going to stand. Don't start Calvin Benjamin. Um, the Redskins defense. <laughs> right. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no. I got, I'm got. i I'm saying after I just got done saying great things about Sammy Watkins, don't start him against Minnesota. Xavier Rhodes is still a shutdown corner. Right.
0: I can agree with that. I mean, it's going to be a tough week. One of those guys are going to have to come through. It's going to have to be a cup or a woods that really has a really good game uh, against uh, this, you know, Minnesota defense. It's going to be intriguing to see. Um, last two I got, the Redskins defense against New Orleans. I just don't know if it's a good idea, even with them having both of their uh, 37-year-old cornerbacks back, legit, you know, pro bowlers. I just don't know if it's a good idea. And Jordy Nelson versus uh, the Ravens, because Jordy has not been any what a, any such of a target at all for uh, Brett Hundley. It's been more of the Devontae Adams show.
1: Right. Well, and mine, uh, my last two are defenses. I'm going to say set the Packers' defense against the Ravens and the Dallas Cowboys against Philly.
0: <sighs> Even though how one of those makes me kind of sad, I can't be upset with you. <laughs> I can't be upset with you. All right, so here we go. Two minutes left. Top five, waiver wire pickups. The people that you need to go and try to
1: get as soon as possible. Well... As far as quarterbacks, there's not much left there. But go get Fitzpatrick. If He's available in, oh, like 70% of leagues. If you need a five-week quarterback, he has been solid. I can't Are you be, laughing at me? No, anymore? I'm not
0: laughing at you. I agree with you, actually. I, I agree with you. I don't have it on the list, but I do agree with you. A uh, person that I would tell you to get, uh, he's actually only in, 60, in 60% of leagues, and that's Robert Woods. Uh, Jay made a great point about how great Xavier Rhodes is going to be. Robert Woods could be an option for you at receiver.
1: Oh, I actually had him wrote down. Very nice.
0: Magic. Absolutely Very, magic.
1: Very nice. Very good. Um, the Celtic brother, I didn't write down his first name. Who? But um, the – oh, man, it's not Brett Selleck. the other Celtic. Oh, Selleck, it's the other Selleck. The other Selleck. Because he has been the prime target of CJ Passard and uh, George Kittle has been hurt the last two weeks. Mm So, you know, definitely worth a waiver play.
0: All right. Uh, I got Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis is only in like 30% of leagues. Go pick up a Deion Lewis. He's been um having some pretty decent weeks here. Go pick up a Deion Lewis. He could be somebody special. We got probably less than 30 seconds. Jay Goyd and Rocky. You might as well say over.
1: any Saints running back, or not Saints, any <laughs> uh Patriots running back. Pick them up, play them.
0: Agreed. I right? got I got uh Travis Benjamin uh for the Chargers gone. He had a bad week last week, but I expect him to have a good week this week against a Buffalo team that is fading fast.
1: No, really? Mm-hmm. Well, I got I got Jarvis Allen going against the Packers as another big one because he got dropped in a lot of leagues when his counterpart got like 30-something touches. Mm-hmm. And last week he had more fantasy points on fewer touches.
0: Okay, all, right, all right, can't be mad at that. And the last two I have are Rashad Matthews. Uh, he's playing tonight. He's been really good for um, – For Mariota, he's only owning 66% of leagues. And I got Jake Elliott, uh, the kicker for uh, the Eagles. He's been having a pretty good year ever since uh, the the great kick that he had and that 61-yard win that he had. um, I got to
1: do it, What?
0: (laughs) I can't deal with you. (laughs) I can't deal with you. So was that it for you, Jay? Did you not have any more? No one, so no. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for tonight's episode of the Legacy Maker Sports Podcast here on WBLZSports.com and Facebook Live. Thank you guys for tuning in. Love y'all. Peace out. We will be back next week, and we will see you guys then. Thank y'all. Love y'all, and have a great weekend. God bless. Peace.